a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We have been reassured about you, brothers and sisters, in our every distress and affliction through your faith, for we now live if you stand firm in the Lord. What thanksgiving, then, can we render to God for you, for all the joy we feel on your account before our God? Night and day we pray beyond measure to see you in person and to remedy deficiencies of your faith. Now may God himself, our Father, and our Lord Jesus, direct our way to you, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all. Just as we have for you, so as to strengthen your hearts, to be blameless in holiness before our God and Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his holy ones. Amen. Fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. Fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. You turn men back to dust, saying, Return, O children of men, for a thousand years in your sight are as yesterday now that it is past, or as a watch of the night. <coughs> Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. <coughs> Fill us at daybreak with your kindness, that we may shout for joy and gladness all our days. And may the gracious care of the Lord, our God, be ours. Prosper the work of our hands for us. Prosper the work of our hands. Dominus Vobiscum, et cum Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Matthäum, Jesus said to his disciples, Stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, 
he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. Who then is the faithful and prudent servant whom the master has put in charge of his household to distribute to them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on his arrival finds doing so. Amen, I say to you, he will put him in charge of all his property. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is long delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with drunkards, the servant's master will come on an unexpected day and at an unknown hour and will punish him severely and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Verbum Domini. A common theme in our, our readings today is the need to be vigilant and prepared. St. Paul says in our first reading today in his first letter to the Thessalonians, he's praying that the Thessalonians may be strengthened and blameless, and that they may be blameless in holiness before the coming of the Lord, right? And it's very clear in our gospel too, our Lord says to stay awake. So if you first look at the first reading from St. Paul, he begins by expressing a consolation, a lifting up of his own heart when he heard about the faith of the Thessalonians. Um, it lifted him up. He said, we have been reassured about you, brothers and sisters. And he says, for we now live if you stand firm in the faith. You know, it reanimated his spirit when he heard about the faith of the Thessalonians, which he had brought to them. And this is an opportunity also to reflect on our own lives, to thank God for the people the Lord has put in our own lives. Right? We're certainly encouraged by the witness of the saints, the canonized saints. Right? We see how they generously live the faith but also those who are uncanonized, who the Lord put in our lives, especially those who have already persevered to the end. They finished the race and now they're enjoying their eternal reward. Right? We thank God for that because their example lifts us up. It strengthens us when oftentimes there are many trials in life. So St. Paul starts by reassuring them that his faith has been strengthened. He has been encouraged in spite of, and we know throughout his letters too, he listed, he went through many sufferings and trials. And so the witness of others' faith lifted him up. And in the second half of our first reading today, St. Paul actually expresses a prayer. It's addressed in a prayer. He says what he's praying for, and then he addresses it to God, asking God. And that is that the Lord might increase their faith, that they might increase in love and in their faith and holiness. Right? We know that holiness is growth in the perfection of charity. And he prays that they might abound in love for one another and for all, to be blameless before God. Another thing, too, with regard to his prayer, St. Paul also asks for the grace that he might, he expressed the desire to see them again, and he prayed for that grace. Because in the chapter right before this, in the second chapter of his first letter to the Thessalonians, he said, I tried over and over again to see you, but Satan hindered me. And so in his prayer, we see his firm conviction that God can overcome any obstacles in our lives. And so St. Paul prayed for that. He prayed for the desire that I might see you again. 
right? And so what we do is we pray. If there's any struggles or trials or obstacles, we pray for that intention, and then we leave it in the Lord's hands, right? He might know that it's better for us to undergo a particular trial or obstacle, but we, we pray and we should not hesitate to bring our intentions to the Lord. But he also prays that part of the reason he wants to see them, not only is he encouraged by their faith, but he says that he wants to see them to remedy the deficiencies of their faith. And so it's not a question of whether we have faith or not. He knew they had faith, right? They are given the gift of faith. They said to remedy the deficiencies, that there is still progress to be made. He wanted to more fully instruct them, to more fully catechize them, that they might become formed to become more Christ-like in our life. Again, this is something good for us, too, that we know our, our life of faith, it's an ongoing process throughout our life. We continue to study our faith. We continue to grow in virtue, that we should not see ourselves as being done. I know the faith. I'm set. That is an ongoing process. And St. Paul is expressing that desire in our reading today. Um, and so we get to that good example and also the content of his prayer. Now, in the gospel, our Lord, again, continuing this theme, says to stay awake for all of us because we don't know the day nor the hour when he will come. This is very helpful for us because if we did know the day and the hour, it'd be very easy for us to become complacent and just to live for ourselves until that day or until maybe a couple days before, and then we get our act together. But the Lord wants us to always be ready, to always be vigilant. And he gave that example of a thief coming into a house Right? That, that we know that when our Lord comes again, there will be many people who will be shocked, who will be very surprised because they're not prepared. We want to be prepared. Our Lord's telling us to be prepared, to live our faith each and every day. He says, so too you also must be prepared. And then he gives a parable for us at the end of today's gospel to conclude the gospel today of two servants. And he gives the example and he tells that these servants are those whom the master has put in charge of his household. And we see this has been interpreted or understood. The master is Christ himself. We can see the church as his household. And he has entrusted to his servants care or charge of the household to distribute food at the proper time. So this has often been interpreted as we can look at the spiritual leaders of the church, right? We can see bishops and priests, particularly in this area, that they have been entrusted with proclaiming the word of God and administering the sacraments, but we should not limit it, right? There's many meanings here. We should not limit it to just the spiritual leaders in the church, but to all of us, right? We can see the role of parents who are entrusted with the care of their children, their family, but in every single one of us as individuals too, right? We have charge over ourselves, right? To keep guard over our own spiritual lives. Each of us has been given certain graces and particular gifts to be made use of, to, to make use of for the glory of God. So this does apply to each and every one of us to make use of that, to be faithful. And we see a temptation here, right? We have the good servant who is faithful in carrying out the responsibilities day in and day out. But the wicked servant says, my servant is long delayed. And so we need to be weary of this temptation, that we have so much time. That's what the devil wants us to be convinced, that we have so much time that we can work on our prayer life, we can work on our conversion, we can take holiness seriously later. Or as St. Anthony of the Desert, a great saint of the church, St. Athanasius wrote a life of St. Anthony of the Desert, 
And he says that St. Anthony used to encourage his followers that when you go to bed at night, don't be overly convinced that you're going to wake up in the morning, that you're going to see the light of another day. Or when you wake up in the morning, we shouldn't be overly confident that we're going to make it to the evening. Right? He didn't want to instill anxiety in his followers, but to be firmly convinced that we really do not know when the Lord's going to come again. Right? To live each day, be faithful, and know, Lord, I know you can come at any time, so I want to be ready. I want to live faithfully. So we ask the Lord for that grace today that we might be alert, be awake, as he says today, stay awake, to be faithful, to be holy, to grow in our prayer life, to serve others. We want to imitate the Lord who loved us, who laid down his life for us. We want to imitate him and stay vigilant.